G'day, you mob. Welcome to this episode of The Goss on Aussie English. I'm your host, Pete, and I'm about to have a chat with my old man, with my father, Ian Smithson. So, today's story is an interesting one, guys. It is about some incredibly intelligent parrots and having a bit of a foul mouth, right? Swearing a bit too much and what happened when they were um, seen to be doing this at a public location. I think it's a zoo. So, anyway, guys, I've been dividing these episodes up as you asked to make shorter, punchier episodes that you can listen to multiple times. I hope you enjoy them. But also, don't forget to go and check out the other episodes on the website, aussieenglish.com.au, and make sure to sign up so that you can get the other special Goss episodes as well. All the full videos, the full episodes, the transcripts, everything like that. Anyway, without any further ado, guys, smack the bird. Let's get into it. Farah, what's the next story, Dad? Um, you sent me this one, so I don't know what you want to do with this. The um, grey African grey parrots in the wildlife park in Lincolnshire in England who had to be separated and moved because they were swearing at visitors. Yeah, I think you may have caught me where I saw a news story on this found the article, sent it to you with the uh, hopes of reading it, and then forgot totally about it. All so, right. I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, led, me, you led me down this toilet. Um, I know the basic. So, these are American- uh, Sorry, African, African grey parrots. African grey parrots, the smartest birds in the world, arguably the smartest animals other than humans, and yeah. some humans probably- These be, are know. the parrots that you're going to see at zoos or on TV or, you know, potentially at um, tourist attractions around the place where they can count, they can They're, learn they can 150 words. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tend a, to be able to solve puzzles. They're yes, really, really clever. Yeah, they're seriously smart. But is it intelligence in, in that it's- problem solving and like you know interactions where they they consciously understand and follow what's going on or are they just rote learning something and then just this is the answer no this, it's, it's a it's b it's, it's a. intelligent i've seen some of them uh, now some of it is just rote learning and i've seen some really clever ones and there's a there's a um, bird sanctuary a bird park in um, singapore the mm-hmm. Jurong bird park where they have a yeah a daily bird show and one of those acts in the show is an african grey parrot that they bring out and um, and this is just clearly learned behaviour, but uh, they'll ask it to, you know, count backwards from 10. <laughs> and it'll go, 10, 9, 8, now in Mandarin, and I can't count yeah, in Mandarin, yeah. and it'll keep going. And then and um, sing the national anthem, so it sings the Singaporean national anthem. And yeah, so this is not just learning a few words and things, but I've also seen some... I've seen one where, uh, with a psychologist, an animal psychologist, testing its cognitive behaviour, not mm-hmm. just its learned behaviour, and giving them a puzzle to do with, you know, here are three shapes, a triangle, a circle and a square, and they're red, blue and green. Yeah, I've seen this. And it'll say, show me the square, and it'll pick up the square. Or it'll say, what colour's the square? Yeah, what colour's the square? Blue. Blue, yeah. Pick up the green one. No green. Yeah. There's no green one. Yeah. Right? Like, so, they are able to intellectually uh, have some cognitive ability. Anyway, so these parrots, five of them, um, and apparently they were recent uh, additions to this wildlife park. Mm-hmm. And the wildlife park apparently has- Because parrots live a long time. Um, they tend to be um, somewhere on the assertive to aggressive line. So, I think <laughs> the way they interact with some people- And they get picked up as pets, but they live a long time- um, they sometimes are difficult to handle, and particularly things like African grey parrots, because they can talk, 
um, I'm sure that a lot of people just go, I can't have this in my house anymore. <laughs> and so it seemed the, like a this, good idea this at the wildlife time. park has a has a um, a reputation for taking parrots, and yeah. apparently they they've they've taken yeah they take one or two a week or something, and they've taken yeah, a huge number since COVID started because people have got to be at home with their bloody parrots wearing at them, mm-hmm. um, and so they took these five and they had them in the same enclosure. Uh, and apparently every time somebody walked past them, they would just swear at them, which most people thought was funny. And most people being who they are will swear back at them, which yeah. just encourages them and they F learn you. more swear no, words. F you. Well, that was apparently what they were doing. Everybody would walk up and go, F off. You F off. Yeah, no, you <laughs> Exactly. Um, so they had to move them um, because they didn't get any complaints. Funnily enough, they didn't get any complaints from the public. They got more visitors. But they were, everyone they, was yeah, just everyone to see them. to queue up and get sworn at. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they just were a bit concerned about having children learning how to swear from the parrots. So, Wasn't that sorry, your- You had a story something like I that, I did, right? and I have to use the full language for this one no, because man, it just doesn't town. make any go sense. There used to be a pub in uh, Carlton, which is an inner suburb of Melbourne, right next to the University of Melbourne, where both- Pete and his sister and his mother and I all studied. When I was an undergraduate student in the 1970s, there was a pub close by within walking distance that used to be this, it was almost like a a little single fronted building um, with a bar and it probably had a couple of bedrooms historically, which were probably offices by the time it was a pub there. So it was a small bar, but it was in an old building that didn't have an indoor toilet or bathroom. So you had to walk down the laneway to get to this toilet. And the first time I went, went there and it was... This is 10 o'clock closing time as well. So pubs weren't open until you know, midnight or three o'clock in the morning or whatever. So it must have been about nine o'clock at night. And I'd had a couple of drinks. And so I decided it's time to go to the toilet. And I'm staggering down this little laneway. It's a little cobbled laneway to get to the back of the toilets, which are outdoors at the back of this thing. And I'm halfway down this little dark lane and I hear this, fuck off, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's this sulfur-crested cockatoo that apparently it used to sit in the bar. And I never remembered it in the bar. (laughs) But it used to sit in the bar. But people would come up, as you do, and everybody uses the cockatoo accent. Mm -hmm. Australians who just know that cockatoos will, you know, you say hello to a cockatoo. You don't go up and say, hello, cocky. You go, hello, cocky. Mm -hmm. Uh, And- um, the cockatoo would say, fuck off, you bastard. <laughs> and so Jesus. they had to remove it. The, uh, they were told that they couldn't keep it in the bar. So these animals, and they know it's funny because yeah. they get a reaction. Exactly. Now, clearly, I, don't, I couldn't tell you whether sulfur-crested cockatoos are smart enough to know that what they are saying is inappropriate. Um, but they know they get a reaction. Well, it's like kids, and- right? The same reason kids would swear or whatever. Yeah. It's not because they understand what's happening, but they understand that when I do this, parents suddenly have give me a lot yes. of attention, whether positive or negative. <laughs> but you had another story, didn't you, about a, a restaurant sort of on, in the similar vein, but um, not about parents, it's but a woman. A little, little old lady. Yeah, tell yeah, this story. This is a lady. classic. Yeah, this is one in Fitzroy. Um, <laughs> and again, undergraduate student at university where you, know, you go off and you try and find- Good quality food that was cheap. Yeah. Nothing and changed. Nothing when changed. When I was there, it was no. the same thing. <laughs> University students are the same all, all, all round. <laughs> and the word spreads like Yeah, the wildfire. word spreads. And there was this little Italian restaurant, little family-run Italian restaurant in Fitzroy. It didn't last very long, and I don't know whether it was because of the story I'm about to tell you, but you you would walk in there. Again, single-fronted shop would probably hold maybe 30 people, and you'd walk in the front door, and this little old lady dressed all in black, um, and she must have stood, and you know, this, this is not going to make sense for people who are You're listening to this. You're going to say it's a sight gag. Yeah, it's a sight <laughs> gag. This, she must have been about this tall, like you know, under five foot tall, yeah, you know, under one and a half meters tall, um, grey hair, and 
she didn't speak much English, which is quite apparent as soon as you walked in that her the English she did speak was mo- mostly inappropriate. <laughs> Enough to get by. Enough to get by. And <laughs> Especially you'd walk in, in and she and she'd be very polite when you walked in and she said, <laughs> Hello. Uh, we'd like a table for uh, six of us, you know, six students. We'd like a table for six. Sit where you fucking like. <laughs> Excuse me. And I have, I to this day, I'm sure she didn't actually know what she's done. I'm sure her grandchildren taught her that. Uh, and then you'd come in and you sit down and the kids would come out and they'd bring out, you know, there'd be six plates, six knives. None of them would match. Uh, and and they, but they brought out these bowls of food with these pasta and meatballs and these pasta sauces, which were just brilliant. And it cost you five bucks plus a drink, and mm. it was fantastic. But yeah, sit where you fucking like. It, it is funny learning to swear in a foreign language because, and I'm sure there are linguistic and and psychological studies that have been done. The same parts of the brain that you get triggered with natural swearing in your own language don't get don't get triggered. Yeah. So that yeah. happens with me in Portuguese all the time, even. When I'm around Kel, she'll swear and I'm like, okay, all right, so this is the norm. And then I'll use the same thing, at least where I think it's appropriate. <laughs> and she'll be like, whoa, whoa. too far. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be like, what? You said it like two minutes ago. So, it is funny how it doesn't trigger the, the mm. same part of your brain, right? You don't yes. know. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Me and Noah, he's here as well, smacking the microphone with his spoon. That was another episode of The Goss. Don't forget, guys, if you want to get access to all of The Goss episodes, the transcripts, the MP3s, the videos, the entire episodes from one to, I think we're up to like 40-something now. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, Just go to aussieenglish.com.au and you can sign up for those. Anyway, I'm Pete, your host. This has been another Aussie English episode. It's a pleasure and I'll see you soon. (laughs) 